Hello Preppers, welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. You can always go to anchor.fm, sign up for listener support, go to YouTube, hit like and subscribe if you like the videos. Today's topic is dogs, pet or protectors. This is a interesting concept, a lot of people don't like dogs, a lot of people don't care to have any kind of a pet at all. Or maybe you just live in a, an apartment complex that doesn't allow for any kind of pets. If this doesn't apply to you and you're looking to get a dog, we're going to cover the best protector breeds from the research that I have done. As always, do your own research and see what you think your best needs are. The top five dogs for family protectors. And I'm going to refer to these dogs as mostly medium-sized dogs. There's one dog in here that's definitely a large-sized dog, but we're going to start with medium-sized dogs. If you have a Chihuahua and that's your family protector, uh, you have my greatest sympathy. While they are fun, they're lovable, and they let you know that someone's there, I'm actually talking about a dog big enough to take someone down. So, not making fun of your Chihuahua, just not the topic I'm actually working on today. First dog on the list is Rottweiler. Now, Rottweilers are a very good-sized dog as far as the medium-sized breed goes. They are aggressive, but they are also good with kids. The fact that a Rottweiler just looks intimidating is enough to scare most people away from doing stupid shit. So, a Rottweiler is definitely very high on my list of good dogs to have for family protection. Next is a German Shepherd. I'm pretty sure that goes without saying German Shepherds are famous for being family protectors. They have a natural born protective bone in their body. They're, they're great with kids. They're very good sized dogs. More than enough to take somebody to the ground if need be. So German Shepherds are very, very well recommended. This next dog is a Doberman Pinscher. Now, I had one when I was a kid. Those dogs, from personal experience, I can tell you, are loyal to a fault. They're extremely protective of their family, and they're, believe it or not, fairly easy to train. A lot of people say that Dobermans are stupid dogs. They're actually not. They're highly intelligent, and uh, I sure miss mine. He was an amazing, amazing family member. He is a great family dog, he, she, whichever. Is a Doberman Pinschers are great family dogs, are great with kids. Very good option for family protection. Uh, Boxer. Now, I right now have a Brindle Boxer. His name is Spook. And I like to crack jokes about he only has one brain cell left, left kind of like me. But truth of the matter is, he's so goofy, he's funny. But there's no doubt in my mind that he protects us. Spook was born, I guess, with a natural instinct, or maybe all dogs are, or maybe all boxers are. I don't know what the math is on this, but Spook does not like people that smell like narcotics. He tried to eat one of our junkies a few years ago, our local street-walking drifters, and he got wind of him, and that was all it was. He come walking up in the yard, and Spook tried to clear a fence and get him. If my wife hadn't been standing there, Spook would have got him. Now, this makes me very proud. I, I probably shouldn't say that because it makes me sound violent. 
but it makes me very proud that my dog's instincts kicked in without having to be told to sick him or attack. He just naturally knew he didn't want that guy in our yard. And this was great because I wasn't home when it happened. My wife and my grandkids were home, and, well, I'm glad Spook was there. So don't forget boxers. Boxers are very stout. They're fast, and they are plenty big enough to take a grown man to the ground. All right, number five on the list, not medium-sized breed. This is a large-sized breed. I've had one of these before, too, a bull mastiff. Now, they have a natural-born protection uh, instinct to them as well. The one I had was a female, and her name was Lady, and she was a gentle giant around my kids when they were small. They would wrestle with her and play with her and tackle her to the ground, and she absolutely loved it. But she also didn't let strangers get near my kids. So bull mastiffs are amazing. They're, they're very big. They're very intimidating. If you train them right, they're completely reliable and dependable. Those are the top five, according to my research. I'm actually surprised that Labrador Retrievers didn't make the list. And I looked at lists of 20. 20 different dog breeds, and I did not see Labrador Retrievers, which really surprises me. But I don't know if labs don't have the ability to be trained for self-protection, self-preservation. I don't know. Every lab I've ever had was just a, a fun, loving family pet, and just, I don't know, still really shocked they didn't make the list. So the list is very simple. Rottweiler. German Shepherd, Doberman Pinchers, Boxers, and Bull Mastiffs. Uh, oddly enough, also Pit Bulls didn't make that list, and I have no love for Pit Bulls whatsoever. That's just my personal preference. Now, as far as your dog, whatever breed you have or plan on getting, I've got a few ideas I want you to think about. Now, Spook has a tactical vest. It is not bulletproof. It is just a harness that wraps around him like a life jacket would, but it has molly straps on the sides of it where he could carry equipment. And no, I don't mean he's going to carry a gun with him. I mean, come on, let's not be stupid. He could, however, carry water for him, food for him, first aid gear for me or the family. He's fully capable of carrying more than just his body weight. The tactical vest is great because there's a handle on top where I can hold onto the handle with my hand. There's a clip behind it where you can clip a leash onto it. I do have a little four-foot leash that when I'm working with him, he's on a four-foot leash, not a eight, 10, 12, 20-foot leash. He's very close to me, and that's where I want him when I'm teaching him. But consider a tactical vest for your dog. Get one that fits. Don't cut their circulation off and don't have it so loose they can slip out of it. The whole point of the vest is for you to be able to control the dog and or have them carry a little extra gear with them. Maybe, like I said, maybe some treats or a toy that they want to play with from time to time when you go to give them a break. If you're going to have your dog trained, make sure that the school that trains your dog is accredited. Make sure that they know what they're doing. If you're going to do like I did and train your dog yourself, but you know nothing about training dogs, that's fine. YouTube and Google is full 
of resources on how to train your dogs for family protection. Just yet again, do your own research, do your own homework, and find the program that fits best for your particular dog. I think training should include the following two highlights, especially. One, obviously, protection for your family. They need to know how to defend your family, maybe above and beyond their natural instinct. Uh, knowing when to stop attacking the stranger would be very helpful unless you want a lawsuit on your hands. Of course, I say all this in this podcast really pertaining to if crap does hit the fan, when law enforcement isn't exactly as prevalent as it is now. I'm not by any means hoping that takes place. Not at all. But if it does happen, you're less likely to have to worry about lawsuits and attorneys and jail time and so on if your dog was protecting you and you weren't just out there sicking it on people. The second thing I think your dog needs to be trained to do is called seeking. Kind of like the bloodhound sniffing out the escaped convicts, you know, and you see in the movies, so and so on. If you get separated from a family member for whatever reason, your child wanders off, or maybe you have an elderly family member that has dementia, and your dog has been trained to seek, that dog could reunite you with that family member a lot faster than you might think. It might be averting a very, very bad situation by getting back to that family member and getting them back in your group. I don't think your dog needs to be trained for bomb detection or drugs. Uh, Bomb detection and drug training is really meant for military and law enforcement. I'm, I'm afraid if you give your dog too much work to do, it would confuse them. If they get confused, they'll get frustrated. If they get frustrated, there's a good chance that they're going to get angry. So keep their training to a minimal as far as how many different things your dog needs to learn how to do. That way they can get extremely good at the ones they are doing. Dogs need to know their worth in the family. They need to know that they belong in that family, that they are a family member, not a visiting guest. They also need to know their role when the world turns to crap. I don't think the dog needs to rule the home by any means. If you spoil your dog to that point where your dog rules a roost, I think you've messed up. But at the same time, your dog should never cower down when you walk up and put your hand next to it. Your dog needs to know it is a family member. It is valued. It is loved. The more that dog feels loved, the more apt it is to stand up for you and your family. Dogs naturally enjoy working as much as they enjoy playing. This is a little known fact. A lot of people think that when you train a dog to work, that it's tedious and encumbering and meaningless to the dog. But dogs actually enjoy working. And by working, I do mean, you know, walking with you, patrolling with you. They enjoy standing guard at the door, you know, sleeping in the kids' room and keeping an eye on the kids. Dogs truly love working now i know they love playing my dogs play all the time but when it's time for spook and i go to work he perks up he's excited he cannot wait to get in the car and go he loves to work i think this is natural for almost all dogs love to work another important aspect to keep in mind is your dog's nutrition 
I'm not saying feed your dog the most expensive dog food you can find, but at the same time, don't feed them garbage that's the cheapest thing on the shelf. Talk to your veterinarian. Find out what food they recommend for good, healthy dogs. Veterinarians don't get paid money to make your dog sick so you can bring them back to the vet and find out why they're not, you know, they're not doing well. Keep your dog as healthy as you possibly can. In addition to good food, please keep them with plenty of clean water. Don't make them drink out of a mud puddle. For love of God, remember, you're trying to treat this thing like it's a family member. Now, I wouldn't want any of my family members to drink out of a mud puddle. I don't expect my dogs to do it either. They're going to do this on their own because they're goofy. But don't let that be how they get their water. Make sure that they have plenty of clean drinking water especially in the summertime don't let algae grow in their water trough keep their, their water bowls clean keep your dogs clean the healthier your dog is the better he's going to feel the better he feels the more he wants to work and protect a sick dog is either lethargic or he's grumpy and i don't want my protector being grumpy and eventually snapping at a family member because he doesn't feel good None of us, even humans, are happy when we feel sick. We don't like to be poked and prodded either until we feel better. You know, I think this is just kind of natural order of things. If you don't feel good, you're not a happy camper. If your dog doesn't feel good, he's not going to be a happy camper either. So try to keep your dogs as healthy as possible. Next, don't let your dogs roam freely in the community, especially in packs. If your dog roams the streets because you lack the fortitude to keep him at home where he belongs, you're inviting disaster. Somebody's going to see your dog. Somebody's going to take a shot at your dog. And if your dog gets aggressive, he, I can almost promise you he's got a bullseye on him. I don't like aggressive dogs roaming my neighborhood. I don't like the idea of my kids being outside playing and a dog attack or let alone a pack of dogs attack them. It's just, it's not good. Your dog needs to be at home with you and your family. If you don't have a fence around your yard, have a leash out there that they can go and stay outside and play and at nighttime bring your dogs in. Don't let your dogs suffer the elements. If it's cold outside, your dog's cold. Yes, they have a fur coat. No, they don't make a hill of beans. You leave any species outside long enough in the cold they're going to get cold. And to me, that's just cruel. Same thing in the dead heat of the summertime. If it's scorching hot outside, keeping in mind that your dog still has a fur coat, it's going to be worse on them. So I can't stress enough, please treat your dogs like family members. If you're not going to throw your kids outside in sub-zero temperatures, why would you do that to your dog? So keep your dogs healthy. Keep them warm in the winter, cool in the summer. Plenty of good food, clean water. This podcast is really, really geared towards what kind of dogs you want to protect your family and why. How many do you need? Do you need one? Do you need two? Keeping in mind the size of the dog will also depend upon how much dog food you have to keep on hand. If the dog food you're buying is somewhat expensive, the more dogs you have, the faster you're going to go through it, the more you're going to have to spend on dog food. So keep these things in mind when you pick out the breed of dog that you want. Just remember, 
when your dog is not busy protecting you and your family, it is your duty to protect them. Protect them from the elements. Protect them from malnutrition, dehydration. Protect them from everything else. After all, yet again, they are family members. So do your own research on what kind of dog you want as opposed to what your needs are. Find out what dog breed fits your your need the best. And then plan on making sure that dog is family and not a guest. Make him or her feel like they belong there. Keep them healthy. Just everything that you can do. The better you treat your dog, the better he's going to treat you when the time comes that you need him. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.